Welcome to episode 12 of Carol at Christmas, a story told in 12 parts. Let's begin. Call security. On Christmas? Handle it or call security. Yes, sir. Jonah leaves the office and heads outside where he finds Carol, knocking on the front of the big glassy door, standing tall in her pajamas and coat. Jonah shakes his head no at her through the glass door. Carol cups her hands around her mouth, presses the edges of her pinkies against the glass, and yells, Jonah! Jonah! I'm Carol! Carol Crumb! Crumb and Jacobs! Carol holds up a box of donuts. He opens the door, a crack. Who are you? Carol Crumb. You're Jonah, Spencer's assistant. How do you know who I am? Spencer's told me what an amazing assistant you are. He never mentioned how handsome, though. Oh, you're the Carol. So good to meet you, Miss Crumb. Jonah reaches a hand through the door to shake hers. She shakes his hand with vigor. Working Christmas Day? Well, there's a lot to get done with the new warehouse and all, and I don't really have any family near, so... I brought you donuts. Oh, wow. These are my favorite. He opens a door for Carol and welcomes her in. Carol walks past him into the building's elevator banks like she owns the place. She presses the up button. The elevator doors open. She steps in, turns, presses the button for the top floor. The elevator doesn't budge. She presses the button again. Still nothing. Carol hollers back to Jonah. Jonah, could you be a dear? I so want to surprise Spencer. Jonah steps in, pulls out his employee badge, and scans it. Of course, Miss Scrum. Alone, if I could. Yes, Miss Scrum. Anything for you. Jonah presses the button for the top floor, steps out, and takes a bite of a donut as the doors close. Merry Christmas. With his mouth full of donut, he replies, Merry Christmas. Meanwhile, Spencer waltzes around his office with a signed contract as if it is the best dancing partner in the world and sings, I wish me a Merry Christmas. I wish me a Merry Christmas. I wish me a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Carol bursts through his door. Spencer looks happy to see her. Carol, look at you, all dressed up. Interesting for the occasion. I need to rescind the contract. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. You're adorable. Showing up on Christmas Day all, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. She reaches for the contract. Spencer holds it far from her hands. Spencer waltzes off with the contract as he hums, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Increasing his pace, he dances over to his warehouse model. Carol sneaks up behind him, stretches out her arm as far as she can, and is so close to snagging the contract, but... Spencer senses her. Not happening. He waltzes away. This deal isn't going to work. Spencer stops his dancing and prancing. He gives Carol a hard look with his coal-like eyes. This deal's done. Final. You signed on the dotted line. Ha ha ha. Or should I say ho ho ho. Carol stops making chase, yet she looks anything but defeated. Do you remember where you were on the evening of December 23rd? What are you talking about? Carol steps toward him, predator-like. Does spending that evening at Danny's Steakhouse ring any of your bells? I'm at Danny's all the time. What's so important about that? On December 23rd, I saw you at Danny's with a woman who wasn't your wife. Tisk tisk. You've never even met the missus. The woman you were with wasn't Bianca. It was Denise. For the first time, a flicker of concern ignites in Spencer's eyes. You don't have proof. 
Carol closes her eyes for a moment, the better to remember. So much has happened in the past 72 hours. She sees the high top table, Denise, the jewelry box wrapped in Crum and Jacob's holiday wrapping paper, the box opening to reveal the... You gave Denise a tennis bracelet that retails for $9,252 wrapped in Crum and Jacob's paper. I'm sure Bianca would love to know all about it. Why would Bianca believe you? Carol opens a photo app on her phone. The only picture in it is of Denise and Spencer. She maneuvers to her Instagram account where she has zero posts, zero followers, and is following zero people. She uploads a photo to her account like she saw Future do. In the caption space, she writes, hashtag cheater, and shows her phone to Spencer, keeping it just out of reach of his hands. Give me the contract, or I'll post. Contract in one hand, Spencer lunges for the phone to try and grab it with the other. Carol bends backward into wheel pose, phone in hand, and pressed to the floor. She makes her way toward the door, one hand and one foot in front of the other. Ho, ho, ho. Off to post I go. Spencer tosses a contract on his desk. He runs over to Carol and tickles her sides in hopes she'll collapse from her ridiculous pose. Carol takes a deep breath in through her nose and exhales lion's breath out her mouth, sticking out her tongue. How professional. What happened to you? Yesterday you were an admirable woman of business. Now you're ridiculous. Spencer goes after her armpits. Carol lifts from wheel pose to standing. She tucks her phone into the waist of her pajama pants and rolls up the sleeves of her robe. For a moment, she does not know what to do. The answers arrive in the big square pockets of her robe. She puts a hand in each and pulls out two cans of ready-to-go silly string. Not sure how it'll help, she starts spraying Spencer. When the string makes contact with him, it pulls Spencer toward the wall, as if it's magnetic. She sprays Spencer until each can is empty. Then, she exchanges the empty cans for the contract on the desk and runs for the door. Look at what you've done. I'm a mess. Merry Christmas, Spencer. Outside Abra headquarters, all is calm, except Carol. She does the running man, the Roger Rabbit, and the Cabbage Patch, with the contract in hand. Carol breathes in the fresh Christmas air. Her lips form into an inspired smile as she exhales. Presents. She needs presents. On her way to Crum and Jacobs, Carol hears a plane fly overhead. She looks up at it. Is it Bose? No time. No time for that. Into Crum and Jacobs she goes. She grabs three of the largest shopping bags she can find and fills them with toys. One bag for Adriana, one for Liza, and one for Tim. Carol finds a beautiful holiday dress for herself with pockets. One that would put the most stylish Christmas holiday movie matriarch to shame. Her hands touch a ruby and diamond necklace. She opens her phone to her Merry Christmas text to Beau. He has not responded. It's nearly noon. I'll always have the good memories, won't I? I hope Andy's as kind as she seems. You deserve the best. She goes up to her office with the contract. At her desk, she sits down and opens the bottom drawer. In it is the golden store key. She holds it up for a moment, admiring. Then, she tucks it into her dress pocket. Carol puts a contract into her briefcase and slings its strap over her shoulder. Back at the store's entrance, she picks up the three bags of toys. On another day, the bags of toys might have been too heavy for Carol to carry all the way to Stella's cramped apartment. Today, they feel light as air. Carol feels light as air. In fact, she skips them down the street. Carol knocks on the Cratchit's door. Inside the apartment, the Cratchit family is gathered around their dining table. Plates piled high with pancakes, eggs, and bacon are in front of each of them. Stella stands up at her side of the table and heads for the door. 
Joe eats bacon on the other. Stella opens the door. Carol? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. She manspreads her stance and puffs out her stomach to take up as much space as the big jolly man himself, then sets the bags down. Mmm. Merry Christmas, Stella. Joe appears behind Stella. Oh no, no word today. Are you okay? Who cares if she's- I've, I've never been better. Oh, sweet Stella. Merry Christmas. She gives Stella a hug. Then Joe. Adriana, Liza, and Tim join their parents. All three are still in their pajamas. They look in wonder from Carol to their parents. What do you want with me on Christmas Day? Much. So much, and there's so little time. It's past noon, isn't it? More than half of Christmas Day gone. Just like that. I don't work on Christmas Day. And soon, apparently, I won't work for you. Oh, the contract. The answer is yes and no. I tricked my way into Abra and took the contract from Spencer. Carol opens her briefcase and pulls out the contract. Oh, oh geez, you did what? It just took a box of donuts and some silly stirring, but the donuts were the most important part. That assistant of his really loves them. Anyway, it's a long story, but here it is. I'm sorry for the miserable way I've treated you all these years. I promise to make it up to you. Carol rips the contract in half. So I get to keep my job. No. No? That's it. Get out. Joe points to the door. Carol pulls the golden key from her pocket and holds it out to Stella. I want to give you the golden key to the store for you to be my business partner. And as soon as you're ready, for you to take over. <gasps> what? Your raise, of course, will be considerable. Joe and Stella hug each other and their children. They all dance around in a circle. The bags at Carol's feet catch Adriana's eyes. Having settled down a little from their joyful jig, Joe turns to Carol and smiles. Come on in and have some breakfast. You look so happy. What happened? Are those toys? To Joe, Carol says, thanks. I'd love to. To Stella, an old friend gave me a gift I couldn't refuse. And to Adriana, yes, there's one bag of toys for each of you. As Carol hands out the bags, a knock is heard at the door. Stella opens it again and Bo walks in. As soon as Adriana sees him, she stops opening her presents, runs off to the kitchen, and returns with a paper plate of Christmas cookies for him. He examines the cookies on the plate. They all look so delicious. You can try more than one. Bo picks one up and takes a bite of it. Mmm, this is a perfect holiday cookie. You've made my Christmas. Carol turns from Liza and Tim to Bo. What, what are, are you, you doing, doing here? here? I thought you had a flight to catch. I couldn't leave without the cookies Adriana promised me. I canceled the contract with Spencer and asked Stella to be my business partner. You what? And tonight I plan to surprise Faith by finally showing up to her Christmas dinner. Want to be my plus one? It sounds like we have a lot to catch up on. Carol looks up at him, her eyes brim with hope. Adriana motions for Bo to bring his ear down to her level so she can whisper into it. You should say yes. She's nice. Look at what she got for us. Bo looks around at the abundance of toys, nods at Adriana. He stands and looks at Carol with the kind eyes she remembers from long ago. I'd be honored. Perhaps we should go? Yes. I should get out of the way and let you all enjoy Christmas as a family. 
Stella. I'll be in early tomorrow, Miss Crumb. Please call me Carol, and do take tomorrow off. You'll need the rest. There'll be much to do in the coming weeks. Bo and Carol bundle back up and head out into the frosty chill of the day, Bo carrying the cookies with him. After a few hours spent doing the aforementioned catching up, the two knock on Faith's door, where a party is underway. Lyndon answers the door. Oh, my nephew-in-law. So good to finally meet you. Carol, what a surprise. Come in, come in. Faith will be so excited. Carol and Bo join him in the entryway. Bo takes off his jacket. Before she takes off hers, Carol hugs Lyndon. Merry Christmas. Carol, oh my, you look festive and gorgeous. Faith, you look so much like your mother. You must be Bo. Please, you too. Come join us for dinner. There's space at the table for you. The four barely make it from the entryway to the living room when Grace appears. And this is our Grace. Carol crouches down to eye level with Grace. You look just like your grandmother. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Aunt Carol. May I hug you? Grace hugs Carol in answer. Is this the happy ever after Christmas? Christmases are for happy ever afters. In the dining room, a large table is decorated precisely like the one Stella merchandised in the store window. Winter whites, touches of silver and gold, crystal snowflakes above. Carol smiles at its elegance and at the many friends of Lendon and Face that are gathered around it. This looks familiar. She tilts her head and gives the tablescape a ponderous look. It should. I saw it in your window display and told the saleswoman working home decor that I wanted all of it. Bo and Carol find places next to each other at the table. Lyndon clinks a spoon to his wine glass. There's nothing better in the world than family and friends gathered around the table. Let's eat. Glasses clink in cheers. Platters are passed. Plates are filled. Grace, with a little help from Faith, puts a chair behind Bo and Carol. She climbs up on it, quiet. Faith hands her some mistletoe. Grace holds it above their heads. The friends gather to smile in their direction. One by one, led by Lendon, they clink their spoons to their wine glasses. Bo and Carol smile at each other. Look up at the mistletoe. It's mistletoe. There are rules. The two look into one another's eyes and kiss. Fairy tale style. Faith whispers into Grace's ear. Say, God bless us, everyone. God bless us, everyone. And a happy ever after. Mallory appears across the room from Carol, sans chains. She blows Carol a kiss. Carol catches it and sends it back. Bo pulls out a box identical to the one that sat in front of him so many years ago at Danny's Steakhouse. 